Hey, I'm Garrett. Hey, I'm Daniel. And we're Modern Gays. We are talking about the gayborhoods, West Hollywood and Melbourne. What's a gayborhood? You'll find out soon. You moved to Los Angeles. I did. I moved to Los Angeles for dancing. Originally from Melbourne. Originally from Melbourne, born and raised. And moved to Los Angeles, I think it was 2016. And by myself, had very little friends. I knew a couple of people in the dance community, which was amazing. And yeah, moved to LA, hustled, started chasing my dreams. I was signed to an agency over there, going to auditions, dancing at the Abbey and doing my thing. And it was, it was a grind. In Australia, I don't think we really knew what the word hustle meant in 2016. Everyone says it now, I'm on a hustle, I'm on a grind, stay humble. (laughs) But back in 2016, like I landed in LA and I was like this lost Australian soul where everyone was living their best life already. Ended up meeting the love of my life. Who? Garrett. Me? Here he is. Yes. Who, and me? today we now started Modern Gaze. I guess a few things happened in between. Of course. We'll get there. We'll get there. But full circle moment where like it moves to Los Angeles for one thing. And obviously I thought I would fall in love in LA. Like even though LA is pretty messed up when it comes to love and dating and meeting people but we can cover that on another episode i don't know it's like crazy to think i moved to la by myself i had this like incredible journey living there for a couple of years and then met you we moved back we got married and the rest is history and what were you doing when i met you in la tell us about you way before then i think speaking about hustle culture i was born in it like Mm -hmm. growing up in los angeles i think that i was four when I started hustling, like I was thinking about my film career, what mm-hmm. kind of business I could run, how to make some extra money, mm-hmm. like maybe I should be famous. I don't know. Like I, I really had. Did you want to be famous? Tr- I did. Yeah. Originally. What did you want to be famous in? Ideally, like I wanted to be an actor. An actor. Okay. Yeah. But I never got through the fear mm. I had. As a child. To, What's the to fear achieve, though? What fear did you have? To be my authentic self. Like, you knew I what your authentic self was going to be at four? Girl. Growing up, I knew I was a little bit different. I didn't know how to communicate that. And no. I didn't know how, what it meant. Or no. I didn't know what was happening in my mind. I knew I was a creative kid. I love film. Mm-hmm. I love movie making magic. Mm-hmm. I love magic. I just... Why don't you be a magician? Th- that was the theme of my bar mitzvah. No way. Yes. Get out. Yeah, I had magicians at my bar mitzvah. That's hilarious. But I think you've told me you had magicians, but I didn't know you loved magic. So there you go. I think that movie making is magic. Of course it is. And yeah. like great storytelling is magical. Uh-huh. Back to the story of us. The story of us is that I think dating through these apps was like really awesome at the time because it was a little bit fresher. Everybody was like kind of, it was a bit taboo. It was like, oh, you met on an app. That's a bit weird. Okay, let's clarify what app we actually met on. Not Grinder, Not Grinder or Scruff. <laughs> okay, now you guys guess. <laughs> okay, we actually met on an app called Chappie. So you land on the homepage You're like, and then you could swipe left or right to set your tone of who you wanted to match with. Yeah, find Mr. Right or Mr. Right, right now. now. Yeah. And then you could be in the middle too, right? I think, we, I think when I was looking, I was in the middle that you day. Were t- yeah, I think you were always in the middle. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you ever swiped all the way over that. I think I was generally always Angel. on one side more than the other, but we'll say I was always in the middle. You had liked me first because then I had matched with you and then your profile came up straight away. So then no beating around the bush, I messaged you 
Days later, still no reply. So then... I was busy. You were very busy. Busy. You ghosted me, essentially. Luckily, you had your Instagram attached. So I went to your Instagram page, saw you were real. Then I DM'd you. Yes. And then you replied to me. Finally, after all the anticipation. I was also curious, is this guy actually real? Is he going to catfish me? Was I that, like snatched that you thought i was like yeah you were snatched but also it's la so there's so many flaky non-real identity profiles on these accounts true so i was also like who knows i might have face turned and like photoshopped myself here you're a photographer so you also had so many (laughs) professional photos on your profile so that also made it also very fishy okay we dated we moved in together we packed up our lives and we moved to Australia. And I think during that time, we always spoke about what our future life was going to look like for us and mm. what we wanted and trying to get on the same page. We always aligned on that. Not everyone always wants to like get married and buy a house and have a dog or have kids. And for us, like we were always set on the same page, right? We wanted to get married. We want to have kids and start our own family eventually one day. There's so many different types, gay, queer, like LGBTQIA plus relationship dynamics that it doesn't always have to be the same, right? They don't always need to get married, have a house, have a kid or a dog. Like it doesn't need to be the same. I think the modern gay is about really exploring and accepting an evolution, who we are and how we live and normalizing and not normalizing in the sense for ourselves or for others, more in the sense of making it more feeling okay yeah feeling okay and feeling like really welcome in a space and feeling proud of taking up space in in the world in yeah. our lives not in our family to shrink lives. your space dating actually wasn't my priority at the time dating in la is hard it's just not fun it's probably fun for no one it's not like how they make it out in the movies where no way. it's oh you go into a jazz club and then but what time about stops in- and you see the love of your life and then you go dancing through the hollywood hills yeah you're dancing the hollywood hills for one night and one night only there's no sequel and there's no uber and no and you're literally just drunkenly walking home <laughs> and you look terrible <laughs> you're tired and you're just about to cry because you have no money, you have no love, and now you're just like got to pick yourself back up and then going back get home, onto an app, going back home and single. swipe, swipe. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> back to us. Back to us. But yeah, cut to date. Well, yeah, we were messaging on Instagram for a couple of days. Went on a date, rooftop starry night, very picturesque, very movie magic. What was one thing you loved about me on that date, and one thing that was annoying you? Oh, I think that. The um, one thing that I immediately loved was your energy. Okay. You had like really great, just, just it, it radiated. It was actually undescribable. Oh, wow. Yeah. Make me blush. And then what was annoying? Uh, what annoyed me was that you lied. Oh yeah, I did. Girl, you lied. <laughs> I did lie on our first date. So, because it was very embarrassing. So yeah, I lied. I had this massive infection or like a cyst under my eye Ew. and thanks for the commentary <laughs> and anyway long story short i had a cyst under my eye it was quite big actually so i was on medication for it to try and help get it down but obviously i had this day with garrett i was very excited about it i wasn't going to cancel on it because i wanted to meet him I put some concealer on top of it to try and cover it which it did to some degree and garrett asked me about it like maybe mid midway through our date after a couple of drinks. And I said to him that I got punched. 
So I said I got into a fight. That's a version of the story, right? I'm looking at your skin on our first date. It's glowing. It is glowing. You got nice skin. But then I noticed it was like you had some kind of black eye, something happening. <laughs> like you obviously had some concealer over a black eye. I just told you that. What you skipped over was that you decided to be your own dermatologist and looked online. Oh, I did. You cut up a piece of garlic. I did. And you rubbed it. I rubbed raw garlic. Onto your face. Onto an open cyst. And gave yourself second degree burns. Note to self, do not rub raw garlic on your face. Okay, so I, yes, that probably annoyed you that I lied to you about my embarrassing no, but style. You know what would have been better is if you actually told me that you rubbed raw garlic onto your face and that you okay. <laughs> were trying to self-remedy your skincare issues. Okay, sure. Rather than having a violent act. Well, I had no health care and... I wasn't paying like $130 to go in urgent care to see a doctor and then pay for antibiotic. That is what you call hustling in Los Angeles. Yeah, no healthcare and self-remedies on Google. Anyway. Our date was amazing and I was actually kind of... fell in love with me, of, thank God. I did fall in love with you, but I also was maybe intrigued by you. Oh, maybe this guy got into a fight. He's like really risky and he's a bad boy. I can be a bad boy. But I didn't want a bad boy. I was on Mr. Right. Not on Mr. Right now. So a gayborhood is a place for people who feel included. Yeah, who are looking for inclusion, looking for community. So gayborhoods exist all over the place, in every city, hopefully, in every country, hopefully, at least in the ones that we grew up in and that we have experience in, which currently are Los Angeles and Melbourne. Yay! Yes, queen. So the gayborhoods of Los Angeles, it stretches a bit. You have... West Hollywood, obviously, the mecca of gayness in the West Coast, United Bright States. Bright rainbows, fairies. There is a gay bar for everyone. You also have a bit of a stretch, right? There's Silver Lake. They have some cool right. bars, right? There's some ones downtown. There's some in Venice. So it's a bit of a stretch. Los Angeles is pretty gay. Wherever and what you go. about Melbourne? Like, where would you say Melbourne are the gayborhoods? You have Collingwood. Yeah, we lived in we Collingwood. We lived in Collingwood. And there's a few really fun bars. There's a few just legendary, iconic spots. There are some newer spots that just opened up, I think, maybe like a few weeks ago. Yeah. We're like, wait, what's that? That used yeah. to be a Korean barbecue Correct. joint, and now it's a gay bar. Correct. So that's exciting. South Yara? South Yara. Paran, Windsor. On Windsor, right? That has a few... I want to say one night only mm. spots. Like there are some bars, but mm. a lot of popular clubs just put on one night only. You should one break into a one night only medley right now. Go. One night only. One night only. Oh, you want me to sing? Yeah. One night only. One night only. <laughs> Thank you. But speaking of dream girls, mm. you have a lot of drag queens that like put on one night shows, bingo shows. But these drag queens are amazing. They go like to all these different places. Yeah. So they traveling. do a one night only show at like or at the Emerson, but week. they do it across the week, which is good because then you can go and get more. I'm going to call out the hardest working drag queen that I know. And her name is Sam T. She's amazing. She's booked every night. It looks like she's booked and blessed. It looks like she's literally <laughs> on the run 24 seven girl, to be honest. So fun. The best drag. And obviously there's a lot of really great drag queens in Australia, in uh-huh. Melbourne. So it's a vibe. There's yeah. places to go. And I think... There's a lot that we don't know about. You grew up here and you moved away as fast as you grew up in here. I did. I you were ran, like, I'm girl. going to LA. I ran. But then when you moved back, it was like discovering the city as a 
adult. Yeah, but the city changed completely, I feel like, from when I lived here. Because when I lived here, like, you would go to Greyhound. Like, Greyhound was amazing, and they put on a show. And I think they were probably the only ones that really put on a drag show exclusively in the nightclub. I don't think Molly's maybe existed back then, so I don't know. But I feel like those are the good neighborhoods. What about Richmond or Abbotsford? Would you say that's a neighborhood? There's definitely gays that live there, mm-hmm. but I don't know necessarily the bars. But it's safe and in- inclusive to the LGBTQIA community. Yeah, I think that what's really interesting about Melbourne in general is it's very inclusive. There's a lot of different people that build different families, different expectations for themselves and mm-hmm. different identities for themselves. And people are rather... Mm welcoming and Mm. understanding and inclusive and but i think it's very similar to los angeles in general it was amazing for us to experience the gay community or the queer community in la in west hollywood and also in melbourne and sydney because we've traveled to sydney and it's really interesting to see the dynamics and the differences in the community and how accessible bars and nightlife and the culture is in the two cities i think i feel a part of me always misses that vibrant energetic nightlife of weho where it's just like everyone's living their like best most authentic true self where they're like yes queen they're like death dropping on the dance floor they're like voguing they're like i don't know fully locked whereas Australia, everyone's like a little bit more reserved still and not fully owning or expressing their true identity sometimes. So for people who don't know Melbourne, you have all these kind of inner city suburbs Mm -hmm. being the downtown, like central business district. But it's like the downtown of Melbourne where it's finance, it's business, it's the center of the city. There's like a river that runs through it. It's very European in that sense to me. It has this kind of like lively city vibe. And then you have all the inner city suburbs around it. And the gays seem to culminate around specific areas around those inner cities. And it's typically South Yarra or Collingwood. And there's some runoffs in Footscray and some communities in Fitzroy and cool communities in the north. As you go more north, like into Northgate and Abbotsford. But there's no clubs or bars in Abbotsford. But like where is a coffee shop strip of just fun vibing clubs and restaurants like when we had midsummer was a vibe like full strip everyone was living their best life and i think we also ran into so many people that day that was like this is fun like this is a vibe where is this constantly where is this every weekend you don't see where do these gays come from yeah i haven't seen you who is she it's like that needs to be the vibe all the time how would you define a gayborhood I would define it as an inclusive space, neighborhood, community <laughs> okay. that has at least one gay bar okay. or a place where people can feel that they'll be accepted in a queer environment. Other queer people can come and gather. Okay. Period. It okay. could be... Also, for those who don't know what period means, it means full stop and a sentence. Is that not an Australian thing? No, it's not an no, Australian thing. Period. No, period means another thing. For the... Listeners in Los Angeles, full stop means period. <laughs> Correct. So we've got that out of the way. What would you say a gayborhood is? I would say a gayborhood is a safe space where you feel seen and represented and you can confidently, like you can just confidently walk down the street as a couple or you're living your best life in heels or as drag and you feel safe. Okay. Yeah. That would be my definition of a gayborhood. Just feeling safe in the community. One of my favorite, I mean, obviously we're here, the show oh. with 
Miss Shangela, Bob the Drag Queen, and Eureka. And Eureka. Those are neighborhoods, or the building of neighborhoods, I think, where some of the communities they visit don't necessarily have that centralized hub. Mm-hmm. And maybe acceptance isn't necessarily the first thing that gets listed on mm-hmm. the town description. I don't but think we realize how important a neighborhood is. Like, yeah. it's not about having a neighborhood where it's infiltrated with gay people or queer people. That would be amazing enough freaking like good time let's move there that's not like what the definition is i think it's just about a safe space for people to be their true authentic self whether it's trans whether it's a drag queen whether it's gay whether it's queer whatever it might be and just have that safe space to get out of their house walk to a restaurant walk to the grocery store wherever it might be and be safe yeah absolutely and not be discriminated or judged or feel like you're out of place just to feel welcome yeah melbourne is just gorgeous and it's just really a, it's a beautiful supportive city, city yeah. and you can make really great friends and you can have really great fun this is obviously coming from like a neighborhood perspective right but i think it could even come down to like us walking down the street and holding hands i think that you have gems like what is it called hidden gems hidden gems diamonds in the rough yeah that exists within melbourne yes. where you got a whole bag of rubies up in LA everyone's just like running around being themselves and it's like yeah like there's just no fear in everyday Melbourne I think that you really do have to look hard or look harder for the rubies uh-huh. yeah the people that are just really living out loud that loudly with the volume but I feel the like the up. rubies stand out so much like I don't think you need to really look hard because they're there I love seeing rubies. I love seeing people who have I know, me too. that fearless approach to life. Because that leaves me feeling so fulfilled. If you could choose to live in the heart of West Hollywood, you are just surrounded by go-go's, okay. rainbows, okay. just like lots and lots and lots of plastic surgery, just living your best fucking life. Or Melbourne. I would <laughs> pick West Hollywood. <laughs> with jinx monsoon so wait why the vibe like the vibe wins all the time because when i vibrate at a high energy and i'm surrounded by those types of people that levels me up and then i become this passionate look at me right now how i talk about it that's so exciting and then that allows us to attract good things into our life yeah okay like how much do we talk about missing west hollywood but we don't move back because Melbourne is our safe space where it allows us to achieve the things we want to do in life. It's tough. But what about you? Melbourne wins. Melbourne wins. But Melbourne wins every time. So this is why we live in Melbourne. Because of me. Because we're torn. <laughs> With this city, you have the basics covered. You don't have to worry about them. You have healthcare. You have decent wages. Agree. You have mostly gorgeous weather. You have gun control. You have gun control. But are you settling for being safe? Yes, you are. But what can you do with that? What, what can you do with being safe? A lot. A lot. A lot. Yeah. So when you're not feeling safe, so maybe that's what I need. I need to feel safe for me to then build a foundation of like my happiness around it. For sure. Which obviously I need to feel energetic, surrounded by fun people, surrounded by the community and surrounded in a space that I can authentically go out and dance and be my best version of myself. Cause then I get energy from that. That's why we go to LA twice a year. <laughs> Maybe three. And see, we moved here. Your parents hated me when we moved here. Oh uh, yeah. And then now you're the one that's, I want to stay in Melbourne. And I'm like, no, let's go back to LA. 
Even though your parents don't even live in LA anymore. Now they moved to Vegas. Not moving to Vegas. Definitely not. Not Vegas. Being born in LA and going through this hustle city, what was the biggest difference between living in LA and Melbourne when you moved here? We had a support system here. We have healthcare. Instantly, from the second that we basically landed and decided that this was for us, we were going to stay in this city, I was able to get work working right. I was able to have a Medicare card, which basically got me great healthcare coverage. I didn't have to worry about like the basic necessities of life. And then I just got out there and started meeting people, having like interviews and chats, and you have really great friendship circles here. And it was actually a kind of a lifting of pressure because I think in Los Angeles we were under so much pressure and we didn't have your typical nine to five job. We were both freelancers and both like searching, auditioning and on our own schedule. And it was great. We didn't know what to do. So let's just go work out for three hours and have a coffee and then go for a hike, go for a coffee, drive to the beach and then Uh go back home and worry about tomorrow another day. Uh And now being in this city, we're hustlers so that we actually, when we were able to do something and hustle our time and find a job and build our like community of friends, build our money back up from being like negative broke. Mm-hmm. I think that we found just a baseline of calm that we could build anything off of. I was really lucky to grow up in a neighborhood like Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and you were very lucky to grow up here in Melbourne. 100%. If you had to think of another neighborhood that you would want to grow up in, I'm talking about growing up, living your best life, feeling absolutely capable of living your most authentic kind of expression ever where would it be that's a really good question i'm actually gonna say sorry hills or darlinghurst in sydney because it's like a really beautiful part of town and it's also probably a safe neighborhood one last question if you had to have a mayor or a city council leader of your neighborhood that you lived in who would you have hopefully someone who knows what they're doing (laughs) Obviously, but like this is just fun. Could be any celebrity, anyone. Who would you have as your neighborhood leader of the community? Sasha Colby. Really? Yeah, Sasha Colby. Oh, I love that. So Sasha Colby, for those who don't know, you should know. But if you don't look know, her up, look her up. She pretty We're rooting much is, for you, girl. She's gonna win RuPaul's Drag Race season fifteen. Anyway, can I get? An but I am also Team Anitra. Just gonna put that out I there. Know. I don't know if I want Anitra running the government, but I think Sasha Colby could. Okay, I think I would want Moira Rose. Oh. How could you not say Moira Rose? She was a council member. She on was the show. a leader. She was, and she did great things for the community. I cannot believe you did not say more. I actually asked you that question because I thought you would have said Moira Rose. But I Sasha Colby is a great answer, and we'll take her. Next week on Modern Gaze, the next episode, mm. we will be talking about mm. AI, how it sees us as gay people, as queer people, as we're scrolling through our Explore feed on Instagram, what we're seeing, what's being shown to us and add a little bit of everything. Does ChatGPT identify as they, them? Let's find out.